Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, everybody. It's Molly, and I am sorry to report that we cannot do an episode of It's a Thing this week because Tom is off on some European vacation like it's the end of August or something. Uh, so if you're following him on Instagram, you can see all of those updates. And if not, please enjoy this retro episode. Season two, episode three, Secret World of Vacuum Cleaners. I'm not even gonna lie. I'm gonna have to listen to this too, because I can't wait to hear what we said. I can't tell you. Give it to me. Give it to me. Welcome to It's a Thing, Season 2, Episode 3. I'm Tom Merritt. I am Molly Wood. So happy to be with you on It's a Thing, where we are trend spotting in the loosey-goosiest way possible. Yep. If your goose is tight, take it right back outside, because <laughs> that's not allowed in here. <laughs> we frown on tight gooses here. In the it's we a just thing. want you to loosen them up a little. We don't care how you do it. We don't want to know how you do it. <laughs> Details be spared. Just chill them. out, goose. We don't sake. need all this data. Uh, no, you know we're just looking at stuff and going. You know, and I'm starting to see that a lot. I think that's a thing. Yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, that's a thing. Exactly. It started with a Twitter feed, so you can read the entire history of it's a thing at twitter.com/slash it's a thing. Yeah, basically, if you, you are if, if history is your thing. That's right. Go check it out. What's your thing this week, Molly? A thing, your thing, my thing is bags reusable bags and i have to say that i now believe that with all due respect to douglas adams bags are the new towel always carry a bag always carry a bag and in fact even if you're not carrying a bag a bag will likely be thrust upon you because reusable bags are the new most popular giveaway little uh kind of checkout stand item have we made a horrible mistake should we have called this show it's your bag it's your bag. <laughs> you know what? If this trend keeps going the way I think it could, by next week it will be called "It's Your Bag," whether we want it to be or not. Um, yeah, no, I can I can verify that the past two vacation type hotels, not business hotels, but like you know, vacation uh, relaxation hotels, have both come with free bags. Really? Oh yeah, they both had bags that you were well, you know, free to take. They you yep. weren't going to charge you. They are totally a new conference swag thing. I oh, yeah. I was in Vail a couple of months ago for the GoPro Mountain Games, and I came home with – I mean, I had to leave some there. Like, I think I came home with 5 to 15 reusable bags. And some of them were the cool kind that you stuff into the little stuff sack. Sure, uh, yeah. Which is a super popular way to distribute reusable, reusable bags. But then also just the big kind of meshy tote bag things – and then I have discovered, unfortunately, in trying to organize my house that I'm a total bag lady. I've got thousands of these things. Well, when we moved, I actually – I felt bad, but I threw away a bunch of reusable bags because I'm like, these are – they're way more reusable bags than we will ever use. And it was all from conferences for the most part. Yeah. That's what I find so amazing actually is how many of them are from conferences. They are totally – they're swag. 
Well, you know, in Comic-Con, which was going on a few weeks ago, uh, I, I went down there and they give out these monstrously huge bags. Oh, I love those. Uh, and, and when I checked in, get my press badge, they're like, do you want a bag? I'm like, no. Nah. They're like, been there, done that? I'm like, yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please no don't bag. give me the bag. No gigantic well, bag for me. As you might imagine, actually, the Comic-Con people, those become massively collectible. Oh, yeah. On no, site. Because there's like all kinds of different ones, and you want to get the one with your favorite celebrity on the front and all that. I have a really scary Shark Week one that hanging on my bag from a Comic-Con. Because one of uh, the CNET TV producers thought it would be so hilarious, given my phobia of sharks. Ah, that's funny. But I still like it. But no, I'm telling you. Has just it start helped? looking around. You know... I think so. I think I might be cured. Yeah? Not long ago, I went to Hawaii, and I went... This is what finally put me over the edge, where I was like, I think I'm cured. I went nighttime snorkeling. Okay. I'm cured. Okay. The the coup de grace for that, of course, would be to go swim with a shark. Yeah. Now, and, and I'm not saying you have to go do the like great white swimming thing, although they do that, which is crazy. But you That's- can swim with an, a shark that is not known to bite. It's probably coming. That's yeah. probably inevitable in my um, in my evolution. Here. That's the safest way to test that fear because they're not going to hurt you because these are sharks that don't eat animals of any kind. True. Uh, but but you will still be having to conquer that fear of you the know, shark form. On that nighttime snorkel, actually, technically, I did swim with sharks. There you go. Done. They were they were manta rays. Oh, you can't count rays. They're, can you? They're closely related to sharks. No, I know, totally but they don't list. look like sharks. You no. don't have the visceral like, oh my gosh, it's a shark. Oh, is you're like, really. oh, it's a ray. Although stingrays, whole different fear. Stingrays right are scary. Yeah, these ones are more. These ones are more like, oh my god, it's 16 feet wide and it's no, coming I know. They toward me like with its mouth open. With the in the in the water because they're it was flapping. The most amazing experience, but unrelated to bags. The, the my last note about <laughs> yes. bags. Back to bags. Is that although reusable bags are like the hottest thing going, apparently they're totally going to kill you. And I read this. I've read what? a couple stories now about how like people use these reusable bags, whether they're so. There was just a like food standards agency in Ireland where they said um, don't reuse plastic bags, especially because people usually don't use separate bags for raw meat and fish. So they'll use the same reusable bag. They'll put like raw meat or fish in a bag and then two days later go to the market with the same bag and put like some vegetables in there or whatever. Now, now, when you say put raw meat or fish, I'm assuming it's wrapped. Yeah. Okay. So they're saying even that is a bad idea because it might leak a little. Uh All right. And you put dirty vegetables in there and you never know what germs. I mean, basically, the, the one article I read that was about reusable bags in the U.S. said that these things are basically like garbage bags. I mean, you put... All kinds of crap in there, and most people don't wash them. Yeah, you need to wash them. They get really dirty. You got to wash them. And wash your vegetables and your fruit, too, because not even just your bag, but all the other people who've touched them and the trucks they've been on and who knows what else has been going on. So, And and also, if you do put meat and fish in a bag, maybe just use just one bag. Like, have a specific one that you use for meat and fish. It's not a bad idea. So you don't die from your reusable bags. But also... Let your bag kill you. Just... Just just lean in to the fact that soon, like me, you'll become the person who always has a little stuffy bag in your bag at all times. I'm, I'm probably not. I'm, I'm just going to be a hypocrite right now. I'm probably not going to do this. I'm probably going to continue to use bags for multiple purposes. But I am also going to practice proper hygiene when I cook my food. Yeah. Which is my safety net there. I wash my bags. I have finally. And why wash my bags. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm not going to do the separate bag thing. 
but I'm not going to do the separate bag. But mainly, I think we could all we could all start by washing. But you washing. kids out there should. You don't, kids. don't do what we're doing. <laughs> all right, what's your what's what's your thing this week? <clears throat> okay, specialty sodas have been around for a long time, but again, this is another one of those things like Barada a couple of weeks ago, where it really is exploding. Like, uh, and this also goes with your small batch artisan. <laughs> Thing. Although I don't see specialty sodas being called small batch all that often, right? right. They're, they're usually called specialty sodas. In fact, I found specialtysodas.com, which touts itself as the best place to buy all different kinds of specialty sodas from all over the country and all over the world. Uh, and it's, it's these little soda makers that have somehow survived either by just serving the local community or maybe being a bottler for a larger soda company. And they're starting to sell their own sodas again. Uh, the one I know about particularly is Ski in Southern Illinois, which I grew up drinking. Uh, they somehow survived. They're in Breeze, this little tiny town of Breeze, Illinois. And they they only made the one flavor after a few years, unless you went to the factory. And then they would have the syrups or their other flavors. Well, they're starting to bottle more flavors and get them out there. And there's just, I mean, it's kind of amazing how many brands are in this list. And they have some things like Coca-Cola and the specialty sodas, which aren't, you know, technically specialty, I guess. But Cricket, Dad's, Vess, Dr. Kane, Dreamload, Golden, Frizz Coffee, uh, and, and up to the, the you know, your, your hip, hippie stuff like Fragile Planet. Um, Jarritos, the, the Mexican sodas that you see in Mexican restaurants in the U.S. a lot of the time. Oh uh, is on here too. Like, it's... A thing. I had no idea. I'm totally being introduced to this thing at this exact moment. It is fascinating. I I know that the Petaluma market, uh, when I was still working up in Petaluma, right across from the Twit Studios, had a whole section of specialty sodas, and they would change it out. Mm-hmm. So it'd be fun to go in there and see, like, ooh, what what kind of sodas? It, it's like microbreweries, but for soda. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Hilarious cock and bull. I totally remember that. Nah. And I can see why it's not around anymore, but I definitely remember it. And Avery, some of these are expensive too. I mean, I don't know what the quantity is, but it's like 30 bucks to order, you know, the Avery's or the Jaritos Pineapple Piña Soda. Some of that has to, I don't know if SpecialtySodas.com is the best place to purchase your specialty sodas, but they certainly had a nice wide variety of them uh, for illustration purposes. Flathead Lake. I have also definitely noticed that um, Italian sodas are themselves then becoming a thing at restaurants. Oh, really? Like instead of just at the coffee shop, you can now... Yeah, I feel like I've seen it more often. And they're selling the syrups mm-hmm. a lot more, all the different syrups. In fact, I was at a at my 4th of July party. The kids were making Italian sodas for... Yeah, that, that's kind of a corollary thing is making soda... There's all those soda machines, and I guess yeah. making Italian sodas goes right, on, right in with that, of like kind of like not just buying the mass market soda... That's part of an Uber thing of just like mass market stuff not being as popular. I think that's really – and you're absolutely right though because SodaStream, you know, last Christmas was a giant was thing. I mean thing, I feel yeah. like everybody got one. I got one. I got two. Oh, um, really? Wow. Oh, yeah. I had one at work for a while before I finally gave it to someone else. Um, but I think that's probably part of it is everyone was like, oh, my God. I can just make my soda at home and then put whatever I wanted it. Yeah. How fun. Oh, and, and it tastes a little different, and that's cool because, you know, I'm tired of the way X, Y, or Z soda tastes all the time. Right. Not that you really should be drinking a whole lot of soda, frankly. I'm, I'm not a big fan. Well, no, but, but I mean if you're – every so you know, often. Yeah, if you can get a little treat. sugar-free black 
cherry black raspberry thing. Oh, yeah. I'm digging that. In fact, black, black cherry is my favorite Italian soda. Mm, yum. That's good stuff. Mine became orange. So it turned out if you put a little orange and then a little vanilla syrup into your oh. Italian soda, you have like a creamsicle. Nice. And then apparently the super fancy way to make an Italian soda is to add a little half and half. Really? Yeah. So you oh. have your soda water, your little syrup flavor, and then some half and half and, and some it, ice. And then so you do orange, vanilla, and half and half? Uh-huh. That is it's, a creamsicle. It is a creamsicle. Just it's just a creamsicle in a cup. Wow. It is amazing. It was a really fun Fourth of July. Blown my mind now. I'm, I know. I need to go down to the coffee shop. If I didn't have this other new thing, that would definitely be my new thing. Because it well, was maze balls. Let's move right in. What is your new thing? But instead, I have this other new thing right now, which I think is going to come as a surprise to everyone because I apparently I'm just on a weird little anti-technology kick. Like I subscribe to the Sunday newspaper and things like that. But also, my new thing right now is commercials. What do, what do you mean your new thing is commercials? Molly, you are famous for years. You have told <laughs> me you do not watch commercials because of the DVR. What, I know. So what do you mean? Now, not only do I watch commercials, I crave their welcome break. And I even usually leave the show rolling and don't fast forward through commercials on shows that I have T-bowed. Who are you and what have you done with Molly Wood? I know. I don't understand it at all. Is this some sort of mid-TV watching career crisis? I'm just like, I'm old. I'm like, I read the paper and I watch those commercials. (laughs) I, you know, I think it's just become about time and busyness uh-huh. and i feel like when i'm watching tv most likely i'm not that engaged so i might be doing something else uh, at the okay. same time yeah, i might yeah. be i'm like kind of emptying the dishwasher or working or you know writing emails so then i watch for a while and then the commercial comes on and i'm like oh great and i type my little email or i get up and i wash my face and so and then i but I, what i have found as a result is that when I'm watching a show without commercials, I feel trapped like an animal in a cage. <laughs> well, you can't pause. That's the I, whole thing with the DVR is you pause and then you go do what you need to do. I could just pause, but I, I guess I kind of like the noise. And then sometimes it turns out, sometimes the biggest shock of all, it turns out the commercials are kind of funny. See, they're now, interesting. Now you understand where I was coming from. Because honestly, I still don't watch a lot of commercials. Every once in a while, we'll catch ourselves where we were distracted watching a show and the commercials are running. We're like, oh, we don't need to be watching these and we'll fast forward. But, um, but you know, things like live stuff, like where we just turn on the TV. Mm-hmm. And it's whatever is on. Usually it's sports or an award show or something like that. But sometimes it's not. Uh, th- that's where I would see commercials. And I'd say, have you seen that commercial? And you'd always say, no, I do not watch commercials. I know. I know. I was such a hardliner. Wow. And I was so, so wrong. And I think part of it, I think it has cropped up partly because I started watching a little more live TV. Mm-hmm. Because, again, I just didn't. I don't know. I felt I would. I got. To, I went through this period where I was just working really, really hard, a lot. And every time I came home, my new favorite show became whatever crappy movie is on FX. Uh huh. Yeah. So I just didn't even. I couldn't even be bothered with shows I'd actually recorded. That was like too much. And then of a it commitment. becomes work to avoid commercials in those cases, right? Yeah, I mean, it's you know some crappy movies on FX, and that's awesome, and I'll totally watch it nine times in a row. And then the commercials come on. I'm like, great, I can kind of rest or work some more. Or, yeah. And so then I just noticed that, that commercials were kind of a nice, natural break and they helped the rhythm of the show. And I just, and then I knew what movies were coming and what cars were being released. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of commercials because I find a lot of commercials idiotic too. Oh, uh, yeah. But some of them are entertaining. 
yeah. from time to time. I'm not going to deny it. And some of them are informative. It is sometimes good to know that something is like, oh, there is a new thing that I care about. When right. commercials are doing it right, you're only supposed to see the commercials that are helpful to you. Yep, totally. And, it, you know, I mean, I think it depends on the time of day, too. It, it helps to be watching commercials in primetime when they're slightly higher quality commercials. It's not like a daytime type show or a really late at night show. I mean, if it's some loud lawyer Come thing. Come down to Bob's Furniture Store. Yeah. Yeah. No. no Attention no. seniors. <laughs> oh, God. Are you suffering from mesothelioma? You know, that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> you, too, could get up to $1,000 in settlement. Yeah. No. <laughs> exactly. That's not the commercial I mean, although clearly we've both memorized it. So yeah. it's working. Damn it. Curse you, commercials. <laughs> commercials. You are both blessing and bane. Uh, well, and, and it actually goes along with the pervasiveness of co- commercials now online where they're not even in anything. It's the, like, have you seen this ad from Samsung? And everybody's just passing around the link and watching the commercial voluntarily. Right. I know. Not because they have to, you know. And that is like, that is how you know you're doing it right. That to me is absolute genius. Like yeah. those new Samsung, the Galaxy S4 commercials with like the guy and the baby. Yeah. Hilarious. And everybody passes them around. I know. Not everybody likes them, sure, whatever. But that not everybody likes every video that's passed around. Right. Some people don't like to see Jonathan Colton fall to the floor when someone yells monkey and throws a stuffed monkey at him. I particularly find that hilarious. <laughs> we all have our thing. Yeah. If- if you will. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and in fact, my thing these days is gin. Ooh. Lots and lots. No, no, not, not that. <laughs> uh, no, I've, I, I'm a big whiskey fan, especially scotch, but bourbon too. Uh, and, uh, and I've kind of started to want to explore a little more about gin. So this is definitely an it's my thing. Because what I found is nobody else is really into gin. Like it's not, it's not a thing. Really? Um, it's kind of hard to find. different. They're, they're out there. They exist. But it's not like you go into the most liquor stores. Nowadays, they have like, here are all the scotches. And here's all the small batch bourbons. And it's like, oh, and here's a few bottles of gin. Interesting. Um, yeah. So I'm kind of I'm interested in, in learning a little more about the, the gin. And, I, and a gin and tonic always treats me right. Oh, it's just delightful. Yeah. Well, you know what else? I, is I've been reading this book um, called Booze Hound. And it is by the Spirits columnist. I will send it to you when I'm done, or you should get it on your Kindle. Wait, that's a job? Because I want that job. Okay. And as the, the best part of this book is that it starts, the foreword is him at a party, and he's talking to like a travel and leisure columnist. And she says, oh, you should meet my friend so-and-so. He's the yacht columnist at the Post or whatever. And he goes, I'm sorry, the Spirits columnist is talking to the leisure columnist who wants her to meet him to meet the yachts columnist. Yeah. And then he goes, did you hear that? And she says, what? And he says, oh, I, I'm sorry. I just thought I heard the sound of the apocalypse approaching. <laughs> so it's super wonderfully, it's um, very self-aware and Good. very funny and well-written. It's on the trail of the rare, the obscure, and the overrated in spirits. Nice. And so, it, I mean, it covers like absinthe and amaro and other bitter liqueurs, flavored vodka, Jägermeister, gin. It's so interesting. You would love it. It's really a good read. But I feel like you might be right on the cusp of a new trend because I've noticed a lot more people ordering Hendrix martinis Mm -hmm, and being mm -hmm. more interested in the fancy gins. And Hendrix is definitely my gin right now, but only because I don't know better. It's the best gin I know. And I, I, I can count on 
one hand and borrow somebody else's the number of gins that I really know. That's true. Although, as far as I know, Hendrix is like where it's at gin wise. That uh, that's what I hear. I think that's what I, I I prefer, but I don't know. I don't know. I yeah. you know it's one of those things where it's like that may be, still be true. I don't know enough about what else is available to know if that's actually the case or if there's like ah, but the real gin aficionados drink beef eater. No, nobody drinks beef eater. But <laughs> you know what I mean? like? Is there's that one other one out there that's really amazing as well? Who knows? I don't know. Somebody that's knows. interesting though. I'll find I. Out. I predict, uh, even though I know this is, we're treading on dangerous ground now because. Welcome to Forecast with Tom Aaron, Scott Johnson, and Molly. And it's like like Inception for our own podcast. Mm, mm -hmm. But I have a feeling that you have probably nailed a thing that may, in fact, become a bigger thing soon enough. Wow. I don't know if that's safe to do in this podcast. I know. That's what I mean. The apocalypse might actually come. It's recursive. (laughs) We better hurry up and tell you about It's Your Thing. Uh, which this week comes from Bawitdabalit, or 1337. Bawitdaba. That's from the Kid Rock song. Oh, Bawitdaba. Okay. You know, sometimes... Bawitdaba. It's like looking at one of those magic photos. Like, it takes a little while for it to click. Bawitdaba, yes. Uh, Right up there with doorknobs. Yes, there is a vacuum cleaner subculture uh, and points to a Wired article uh, about a guy who just started writing about subcultures because he got fascinated with a vacuum cleaner convention. And it wasn't a vacuum cleaner convention of vacuum cleaner salesmen or vacuum cleaner manufacturers, but man- vacuum cleaner collectors. Whoa. What? Yeah. Like those people who collect old cameras, but except this. It's except vacuum for vacuum cleaners. And they would have cleaning competitions to see which ones like actually pulled up, up the most dirt. Uh, and it's just <laughs> it's crazy. It's a photographer named Brian Edward Berman. Uh, was looking for a project, and he found this vacuum cleaner convention in Los Angeles, and that started him off just documenting crazy little subcultures. Oh my goodness! Also, this guy's job must be amazing. But who in the hell goes to a cleaning competition? I mean, I really do try to be. You know. These people. He's got pictures of like thirteen people who go to the vacuum cleaner convention. That is quite a lovely antique vacuum cleaner, but the guy, it's hilarious. It's like a yeah. total like cowboy with a big oh, old yeah, belt buckle. Oh, yeah, he's got a trucker cap and a big old belt buckle. You're right. Okay, the second guy is delightful. Oh, he is. Yeah. He? He's fabulous. Wow. This might be my new favorite thing. I like ever. how many of them have dirt on a test carpet in front of them. Yeah. As they part, of the, part of the They're like those picture. commercials. They've like sprinkled Comet <laughs> yeah. or something into the... Totally. Also, can we talk about how they're all men? They are all men, aren't they? Yes. Wait. Oh, well, some of them, okay. It gets into non-vacuum cleaner after a while. Yeah, uh, but the, none of the non-vacuum But all the, all the vacuum cleaner ones are men. You're well, right. The, and kind of, except for one notable exception, <laughs> really, well, I, okay, there, here's like a like a teenager, which is yeah. unusual. But there's several, like most of these guys are big, burly dudes with mustaches and stuff. Yeah, or coaches shorts or, Yeah. I'm confused. That's crazy. Well, it's mechanical, so I guess there's a oh, aspect to it. You know, tweaking, messing with it, fiddling, totally tuning it up. I love it. This is amazing. I love this show. <laughs> Let's talk about everything. Baba Daba, thank you so much. Baba 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 Daba, thank you, <laughs> thank you for that, and keep them coming because that is we're we're actually you know what we're a little bit like that photographer. 
taking a look at subcultures and mass culture everywhere. Yeah. (laughs) We're taking our own little cross section and looking at it under the microscope. That's right. If you would like to point out to us either a raging trend or a nascent trend, please tweet us at it's a thing, twitter.com slash it's a thing. Yes, and uh, don't forget to go to our website, itsathing.me. If you'd like to make a comment about the show there, you can. And also uh, find links to the things we talk about, like this Wired article, for instance. Absolutely. All right, guys, we will see you next week, and we look forward to it as always. Adios. Bye. I don't need no man speaking lies. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.